Outside it is very cold, but the room will heat up quickly. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Thursday, September 7th, 2017. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today on The Dispatch, I talk to Alex Nichols about Peter Dow and his confounding website, Verit. It's just very, very weird. Here's The Dispatch. Power. This is the story of how a jazz pianist turned progressive operative got his weird website endorsed by Hillary Clinton. The site, called Verit, was tweeted to her millions of followers on Sunday, and the tweet said, quote, I'm excited to sign up for, at Verit, a media platform for the 65.8 million. Will you join me and sign up too? It's the brainchild of political consultant Peter Dow, and it is bewildering. Alex Nichols is here to examine what Dow could be thinking. Hi, Alex. Hi. So explain Verit. What is it? What does it do? Verit is very strange. It's supposed to be a platform for the 65.8 million, which is a reference to the popular vote for Hillary Clinton, but it's really not a platform. It's just a repository of pro-democratic quotes. Some of them are just generic factoids. Some of them are strongly partisan quotes in favor of Hillary Clinton, trying to relitigate the 2016 primary. And each quote comes with an authentication code, a seven-digit code that you're supposed to check and enter in the website to verify that it's not fake news. It's, it's very confusing, and the press response was pretty cool. There's Cloudflare uh, protection on the website now because Dow claimed that it was, um, it was a denial-of-service attack against the website, and that's why it went down. I'm looking at the site now, and it looks like a weird combination of Storify and Tumblr and Twitter feeds and comments. It's very confusing. How does it actually work? Like, do people just generate these cards and share them? What do people do on the site? You can't actually generate the cards yourself. I mean, you can now that there are third-party tools to make fake ones, to make fun of it. But on the site itself... It's basically just the people who run the site make these quotes, put them on these gray images, and then people share them. So wait, so is it, the way that it works is that you go, like when you actually try to share something, you generate the code? Or like, uh, I'm, I'm not confused how it actually works. The codes are embedded within the image. It's just a number. Oh, Okay. A serial number on each image, and the assumption is that to verify that it's a real quote, you would write down that seven-digit code, then type it into verit.com, and then it'll tell you if it's a real quote or not, which is a really unwieldy way to verify something. And you can't copy and paste it or anything because it's embedded within the image. It's just, it's, it's very difficult and user-unfriendly. The MO for this site is allegedly that it's supposed to combat fake news and make people smarter and <laughs> direct them to more verifiable information. But I guess theoretically you can put anything on Verit or Peter could choose to put anything on Verit and then it would be real. So how does this actually combat fake news? Yeah, it doesn't really have any claim to being um, to being objective. It's not like, uh, Snopes or PolitiFact or a website like that that has um, a claim of 
objectivity, that it's just checking what the facts are. Because Peter Dow specifically is highly partisan, highly biased in favor of Clinton. The website is obviously highly biased in favor of Clinton, which is why she retweeted it. So you're not really verifying that something's a fact necessarily. I think most of them are facts, but you're really verifying that it just follows the uh, Hillary Clinton line. And to understand Verit, we have to understand Peter Dow a little bit. I think it was the basic narrative of the race, that Donald Trump was somehow this terribly weak candidate. You know, he came down that es- escalator, everybody was mocking him, laughing right. at him. Actually, I tweeted the next day, take this guy seriously. So from the very beginning, well, I thought he was a You were a lot smarter than most on that. I mean, you're right. I think you're absolutely right there. Former Hillary Clinton advisor Peter Dow suggested that if Trump had won by 3 million votes, lost Electoral College by 80,000, and Russia had hacked RNC, Republicans would have shut down America. He just seems like this really... Like you said, this really strange character who all of a sudden got his website tweeted by Hillary Clinton and all the backstory about him just doesn't seem to add up to who he is right now. It's uh... Yeah, it's really hard to explain because like, it doesn't make sense. He was born in Lebanon and he was conscripted into a Christian militia at age 15 during the Lebanese Civil War and he had to undergo military training. And also... Something a lot of people don't know is that he was the nephew of Erica Jong, who was uh, who is an influential feminist writer. Her first novel, Fear of Flying, was published in 1973 and provoked a lot of controversy for its vivid depictions of sexual acts and extramarital affairs. And Peter Dow's mother, uh, Erica Jong's sister, accused her of using her personal life as source material for her book and said it was an expose of her life in Beirut. And there's a chapter where they're in Beirut and Erica Jong's self-insert character has a sexual encounter with Peter Dow's father or the the character that's uh, allegedly based on Peter Dow's father. Later, Peter Dow became a jazz musician and then used that to uh, start a career in dance pop with his wife, Vanessa, in the early 1990s. And she released an album that was produced by Peter that was based on Fear of Flying, which, remember, is about Peter's aunt's uh, sexual encounters. And they recorded an album of highly sexually charged dance tracks based on that book. It's just very, very weird. In the piece that you wrote, Alex, about Dow, you wrote something I found really interesting was that he's a case study in the conditions um, that tend to plague ambitious, irrelevant men who don't know when it's their time to step aside. And he exhibits symptoms that include failing upward syndromes when a guy just keeps getting bigger jobs he's unqualified for, incompetent for. Well, he had a long-running lawsuit against... um, Ariana Huffington, he claimed that he and another gentleman um, founded the Huffington Post in 2000. And eventually that was, um, Huffington called it ridiculous or uh, laughable was her quote. And they they settled out of court in 2014. And he's continued to be tasked with running 
uh, ostensibly progressive websites ever since. He ran uh, Blue Nation Review, which was short-lived before it was rebranded as Share Blue, which then he left after, I think, less than a year before he founded Verit. So he's been all over the place, and none of the websites he ran were particularly successful. How did he get the money for this? Is this something that is funded independently? like, Or like, is there a staff for this site? I'm actually not sure. He hasn't released any information about it, and he hasn't said where the funding came from. I assume it came from David Brock, who's uh, funded uh, Media Matters. He's funded... Uh, Share Blue, Blue Nation Review, which uh, Peter Dow worked for previously, is usually behind those sort of uh, those websites in the in the Clinton inner circle. But I, I'm not sure. It might be from his own money. It it's really it's a mystery. I'm sure we'll find out later when it all shuts down. What is it about Peter Dow and Verit that leads his site to be something that Hillary Clinton is tweeting out and and supporting? Is there something unique that it brings to Clinton's cause or is there something that she couldn't find from literally anyone else who's making a website or a platform for progressive thought? I don't think there's something really unique about it. I don't think it really offers anything to her. I mean, we've seen that. It really hasn't helped her reputation. Um, I think mainly the Clintons value... um, they value loyalty above all else. And he's been more loyal than anyone. He's been, uh, there are WikiLeaks emails that where people are a little weirded out by just how loyal he is to Hillary. And I think she values that in him, even if he's not the most competent, even if he's really kind of a strange guy, he's just behind her all the way. And that's why he keeps getting in charge of these websites. And it, it's really not, it's really not working out for anyone. Except him. So Verrett got this big tweet from Hillary Clinton. A lot of people were talking about it in the media. It's out there. What's the future for this site? Do we think it's going to last very long, or is it just going to crash and burn? I don't think Verrett's going to make it through the end of this year. It's Even with that much press, with a former presidential candidate tweeting it out and all the all this media exposure, people really aren't picking up on it. People really aren't adopting these uh, these bland gray quote images. It's just not something that's suited to the internet of today. And it's, it's just, it really has no future, I don't think. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Verify code for this uh, interview is <laughs> 67185. Alex Nichols is a contributing writer for The Outline. That's it for The Dispatch. We're here every Monday through Thursday. And now, great news, you can hear the show on Spotify. Just search for World Dispatch to follow us. Thanks for listening. I'm Aaron Edwards. More stories on Monday. Monday.